0: hey everybody aaron here recording on thursday the 11th of june 2020 uh just want to give you a quick update uh this episode is late by several days uh, and i wanted to explain why uh first off uh, part of the reason we talk about union 32 here in this episode uh and when we were uh, getting ready to put this episode out on the uh the 8th here um we were looking at the fact that union 32 had temporarily shut down for all services including the uh like the pickup and the delivery uh, because of how COVID-19 had affected their business uh, and the reopening plan uh, originally would not allow them to have anyone inside their facility they didn't have the exterior space to be able to do what they wanted to do. Uh, luckily, as of yesterday, the 10th, they were able to reopen uh, with you know some restrictions, but they were able to actually start getting people in. Uh, so part of that is uh, I wanted to hear back as to what the fate of Union 32 was. Again, they had temporarily completely shut down and we were concerned about that Uh, the other thing is uh, in my personal life uh, I've had a couple of issues at the beginning of this week Uh, we found out on Monday that uh, somebody had stolen the catalytic converter off of our car Uh, so the day that I usually edit the episode to get everything out on Tuesday um, I had to deal with my insurance company and a shop and all of the things that happen when something is taken from your car that's a vital part of your vehicle Um, Luckily, that is completely done. Uh, My insurance is paid out. The auto shop was able to fix it, so no worries there. Uh, And then also because of that, I, you know, I spent a lot of Monday and Tuesday dealing with insurance. Um, And also I went back to work officially on Wednesday, uh, which came as a surprise. So while I was dealing with finding out that somebody had taken a part of my car off of my car from my home, uh, (laughs) the I got a call from my boss then said, hey, do you want to come back to work on Wednesday? Uh, so that's why it is Thursday evening, as I am quickly recording this intro bit, uh, to tell you all that uh, I didn't have time to actually edit the episode and get it out. Uh, so thank you for being patient. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are all staying safe. I am excited to see what the world is going to be like in the next several weeks and months uh, as we deal with COVID as it is, uh, and as uh, we all start to kind of go back to a little bit of normalcy, uh, and closer to what the world had been back in March, which feels like forever ago, but also at the same time feels like a very short time. So please enjoy the episode. I hope that you uh, share this with your friends. I hope that you will buy some merchandise. I hope that you are safe and happy, and we love and appreciate each and every single one of you. So, on to the show. If you won't go- morning then it's a good day if you woke up healthy it's a good day if you woke up refreshed and it's a good day so get up get out get on your way if you woke up broke it's still a good day if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day if you woke up exhausted it's still a good
1: Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house. Well, we don't. We stay at home like everyone else should be right now. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. Well, sometimes.
0: (laughs) We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it.
1: So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list
0: or to remove from it
1: and in this week's episode we taste a couple of things that we found around our house we Mm -hmm. discuss the very 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 good values of getting beer delivered right to your front door Mm -hmm. and we play some mad libs with each other well sorry we play from some legally distinct mad libs with each other (sighs)
0: so sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window
1: so Aaron, it has been—it's uh, been a week, right? Yes. Are we doing this? Yes. Right. It's obviously been a, le- a week since we recorded this episode. Of course. We record on a weekly basis, don't we? Absolutely. Every week. Yeah, every week. So today I am drinking the um, Bauhaus Powhound Double IPA. Now Double IPA is something—is a style of beer that is, uh, well, double the IPA. Wow. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just look up double IPA because...
0: (laughs) It's double the IPA for your IPA-ness.
1: Yeah. So according to Beer Advocate, what defines a double IPA? Well, um, good question. Double or imperial IPAs um, can resemble anything from a pale ale to barley wine. Basically, a double IPA is an IPA with more alcohol in it. Like it has a higher malt character... That's really what makes it a double IPA. Boom. Oh. You learned something new today. bada thing, Sorry? Bada-bams. Yeah. Basically, a double IPA is something that has more alcohol in it. I'm glad I looked that up rather than try to make something up.
0: That's usually um, a good thing to be correct. Uh, Rather than pull things out your boo hole.
1: Yeah. So um, the unique thing about this one is it's a West Coast style double IPA. A lot of double IPAs are brewed to be um, when you brew a double IPA, you make it more of a malty style. So it's meant Mm -hmm. to be like a sweeter. It's meant to Mm. reduce some of that bitterness you get from the hops and deliver kind of a sweeter flavor to for people that would prefer a sweeter flavored beer. Okay, Powhound doesn't. Hmm. powhound is a west coast style double ipa so when you actually take a sip of powhound you should get hit with hops okay and we're gonna go ahead and just do that do that
0: do it to it
1: oh yeah clocking in at 100 ibu that is international bitterness unit this really does hit you with hops when you taste it but living up to its um double IPA standard, it actually does have that maltiness to it as well. So you get a little bit of that sweetness while you taste the uh, bitterness of it.
0: You said butt living.
1: Butt living. I did, didn't <laughs> I?
0: <laughs> I'm such a child right now. Yeah. I can't. No I mean I literally
1: this is something that would warm you um would warm you up after being out for a while.
0: Yeah, being out in, like, a kind of chilly day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is also something I would actually mix with yellow cake mix. Cake mix? Not like, Kate mix. I uh, wouldn't mix uh, people named Kate with this. Unless you're uh, Kate out there who happens to like beer, then, yes, drink it.
0: So, are you talking, like, put it into a yellow cake mix and bake it up as a cake?
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: No. I've yeah, c- oh, I've never heard of yes. adding beer like that.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, my gosh. You've never mixed beer in with cake mix? No. So take your cup of like uh, take your cup of of beer, let it go flat. Is that like a replacement
0: n- is that like a replacement for a bit of the like liquid?
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and you have to let it go flat though, because if it's still bubbly, it'll mess with the actual chemistry of your cake.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll really it won't just lighten and fluffy it. It will But
1: the flavors in this would actually be really good mm. in a cake mix.
0: I will take your word for it, Andrea. I am uh, drinking some more keepsake. Surprise! <laughs> I said I couldn't finish all of it last episode. So, hey, Aaron, I give me a number. Play. Seven.
1: Cool. All right, let's keep going. Okay, we're playing this. Uh, no, no, this we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep, the, we're gonna keep talking about the We're gonna keep talking through okay. the episode. I'm gonna keep asking you for things as we continue through the episode. Okay. But, um, okay. When we get to the end, and you can do the same to me. When we get to the end, we will exchange uh, legally distinct Mad Libs from each other. By okay. the way, uh, what, what occupation would you have, like your dream o- occupation? Uh, I'm gonna put fire explorer because you
0: hesitated. Fire explorer.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, but give what me a you? real dream occupation.
0: Um. Honestly, if I could make, um, like podcasting, and making things, my profession, I would... So maybe maker? Maker.
1: Okay, cool.
0: I'm putting so, Taster down for you.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Taster is really good. Uh, so, like, really, Cake Mixes. Um, sort of this place that I uh, I visited before... I'll, like, I, I, I've i been going there for years. Mm-hmm. Union 32 in Egan, Minnesota, um, is a brewery and a restaurant uh, that has a huge tap wall and it's one of those pour your own places. So before you visit one of these places, there is a key thing you need to learn. Remember tip Mm -hmm. your glass and pull the handle. You can't just gently like, like, you know, gently move the handle. You have to jerk the handle. Like as, as somebody who used to pour beer for a living, you mm-hmm. have to jerk the beer handle. Yep. Otherwise you're going to get foam. And it, it don't don't do it forcefully, like don't this is going to sound so bad. Don't jerk the handle forcefully. Just just lightly jerk the handle so that it com it fully moves back right away because otherwise you're going to get foam in your beer. It's just facts. <laughs> uh, give me a place.
0: Um let's go with Pine City, Minnesota.
1: I'm just going to say Pine City. That's cool. All right. Um. Anyway, so Union 32 has this tap wall where, and the cool thing about them is that not only do they have like their own beers, so they have like for Monster IPA, which is a really good IPA. They also mm-hmm. have all kinds of local beers. And so that's why it was so much fun to take people there for like happy hours for, um, you know, just getting beer in general. Um, and they had a sort of food truck style kitchen. So, um, the food you'd get would be sort of like these greasy burgers, greasy chickens. You look like you're about to ask me a question.
0: About how long would they be open on a given day when they were open for business
1: normally? Um, probably till, I think maybe like 10 or midnight. Depends. So like about 12 hours, maybe? hmm okay. Yeah, 12 hours. We'll go 12 hours. Sure. Um, anyway the uh, the cool part about them, though, is when they first opened, they had sort of like a food truck, like they actually had a legit food truck indoors that they would just serve food from. Mm-hmm. And then they actually opened their own kitchen. And the food is actually really good. Um I, we had their food delivered post lockdown. And now you can get their beer delivered post lockdown. So I have all these breweries that I really love, but mm-hmm. I I don't want to necessarily drive to every single one of them. I mean, I'm sorry. I love all of you as our breweries. We've visited so many of you. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't deliver. I know you can't. And that's logistics. Yeah. The awesome part I've discovered, I can get your beer through Union 32. And I get that that means I have to go through a distributor and then Mm -hmm. go through them. But that is still at least giving you money through a third party. Like that's still at least giving you some money through a third party because I'm going to give them give Union 32 money and then they're going to have to reorder your beer. At least I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, give me a person in the room mail. I, I guess that's you or yeah, Snacky's. Well, we'll uh, yeah, let's go Snackies. And another place too.
0: Um, keep six cidery.
1: OK. Anyway, I, uh, the thing that I really love about Union 32 is uh, they have really good tater tots. I have sat there and just eaten their tater tots at many a happy hour. Mm. Um, well, I've enjoyed their, their like, because they, they offer their beer in, like, various glass sizes. So one of the problems with, I'm really, am I talking in run-on sentences? It feels like I am.
0: No, you're not. Sorry, I just remembered the nachos at... um urban growler
1: Mm. with
0: that beer cheese sauce when you're talking about those tater tots and dear god do I want that beer cheese
1: sauce back that beer beer cheese we got um, speaking of cheese sauce we ordered Mm -hmm. uh, Teresa's which is a a chain of a local chain of Mexican restaurants in town Mm -hmm. for our listeners is Um, that with an H or no no H okay I got their queso dip delivered Ooh, yeah, Uh, it was delicious. They were, they would added themselves to Grubhub and it was so, so good. It reminded me of, of, uh, I almost said depression. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I live with anxiety and occasionally like depression that gets fed by the anxiety (laughs) and and, uh, (laughs) And and the, tri- the 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 one of my one of my food triggers is is that is queso dip, okay, <laughs> and so it made me really happy to be able to get queso dip delivered. <laughs> it tastes like depression in the best way. Speaking of that, give me an occupation.
0: Uh, queso maker, cheese maker.
1: would go with queso maker.
0: Yeah, why not. Um, All right. No, I, uh, ah, man, I eat my feelings too. I feel that pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like, and this is like completely off of the like normal topic we're having. I have been having these wild swings, um, that my wife has termed lockdown brain that I think everyone has, everyone has encountered at some point, but it's like, I will have either like, I'll have a day where like, I forget to eat completely. Like I'll just be, I'll be up and I'll be busy and i'll be active and i'll be productive and then all of a sudden it's like i don't don't feel very good i'm kind of lightheaded and she's like well it's like 6 p.m when are we gonna have dinner and i'm like did i even have lunch or breakfast
1: that's that's interesting though because that's actually a side effect of adhd medication yeah and adhd well and then
0: i'll also have like then i'll have my like low days where i'll sit and like just snack all day and it's like oh god i just had some pizza rolls i could really go for like ice cream okay so the ice cream's over i really want a peanut butter sandwich okay hey you know what would else would be good and then i just keep going and then all of a sudden it's like hey it's like 7 p.m dinner time and it's like i'm full because i've not stopped eating for the last six and a half hours
1: i um i forget to eat all the time Mm mm-hmm and so I set my, because of the medication I take, and so I I fully, like, because I take my medication th- for the workday and then not for the evenings, mm-hmm. I I have to set myself a breakfast and lunch schedule for eating. Mm-hmm. And if I don't hit that, I don't, I forget to eat. But since all of this has happened, my, uh, the other side of me, the board snacking side has reasserted itself.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: And and it's not because of the hunger, it's because of the something to do thing. Ah, yeah. Like the mechanical chewing nature or just like, yeah. And I'm sure listeners that are like fit people are sitting here like how on earth are these people alive? <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's I'm going to put teeth down for a body part. Do
0: it. I like I've hit a point def- before where especially when I was working in stadiums and I'd be in the middle of game day, I would like I would have to purposely keep foods that were easily snackable, like bread mm-hmm. and mayo and, uh, you know, lunch meats um, in an office that I had access to because like, I would usually make sure that even if I wasn't there permanently, that we had a mini fridge in the office for just such occasions because I would keep energy drinks and like quick sandwich materials in there because mm-hmm. you don't always have time, especially you know, like, cause some of those days our first call was at like three 30 in the morning, you know, right. game time would be at 11 or noon. And then, you know, we'd have the stadium empty by eight. Um, But then sometimes, especially when I was working at the U, we would have like hockey after football games. So it's like, I would, I wouldn't leave the building again until, After midnight so i'd be in the building for 22 23 hours um you like so many words from you there (laughs) good uh so i would have these moments where i would have all of my meals made of just quick foods in the office and i'd be completely subsisting on energy drinks and bottles of water that i would have brought in earlier So that I didn't have to wait in line or just forget to eat, because there was definitely days where, like, all of a sudden, you can't wait in line.
1: Nobody, nobody understands this. Like, I shouldn't say nobody, but like, it's you.
0: It's one of those. Like, I had times where I could, but it is very difficult to wait in line when you're working.
1: (laughs) But also, also, there. Like, I don't know about you. I can't. But for for someone like me, I, I, I literally like. I struggle with lines. Mm. I I know I can wait in them, but uh-huh. I struggle with them so much because because I sit there and I analyze like where people are in the line and like what rule they're following. Like yeah. are you standing close enough to the person in front of you? Are you not standing close enough to the person in front of you? Uh-huh. Um why are you so far away from the counter? do you have your money out or yeah. do you know what
0: you want? Like when the people get to mm-hmm. the front of the line and mm-hmm. they're just like, Oh, okay. So you have four things. Literally it's either nachos, a hot dog, a bratwurst or a beer.
1: Okay. Well, what if I wanted diet mm-hmm. soda? Exactly. <laughs> or the, or the people that like will, will give people too much personal space. Mm-hmm. Like, like the more personal space than you would give a person. Which mm-hmm. I get is different based on individuals. Like, rationally, I get that. But but logically, which sounds like the same thing, but is different in my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> drives me, like, makes me anxious, because I'm like, why won't you step closer to the person in front of you? Yeah, well, And I now... Had... We're in this world where we shouldn't be stepping to pe- stepping close to people. Mm-hmm. So it makes me even more angry at everybody around me. Like I went to Home Depot the
0: other day and I was standing in line outside and they have these little X's marked out uh, a certain way out that are your six foot demarcations for social I like distancing, that. which I, I appreciate. Um, but you get to a certain point and they stop. Uh, because they just didn't anticipate having that many people in line at any yeah, one it given time.
1: Figured that out? No, oh, yeah,
0: because it's there's still like those little like hash lines mm-hmm. in the like don't park here area, and it's like okay, so basically one of those is about three feet. So if I stand mm-hmm. at the far edge of the second one, I'm six feet away. Um, and I had people behind me that were probably two feet behind me, and I kept being like, hey, uh, do you want to just back up a little bit? And they kept giving me weird looks, and then we got to the point where there's actually the X's. And I'm, you know, for all the time that I spent in security, I'm still not the most assertive person unless I feel I have the authority to. Yeah. Because um, I am the rule follower. It's like, this is not my job. My job is to be the patron. As a patron, I am not enforcing rules. I am living by them and I am showing, you know, I'm, I'm living them as an example. Um, and I let the the people who are employed and therefore authority figures be the authority figure and not take their job away from them. Um. It's very strange, Uh, but I definitely got to a point where somebody almost bumped into me, and it's like, you shouldn't be that close. No. Go back to the X. Please go back to the X. If you all came as a group, all six of you, fine. Take up two uh, two of the Xs and go stand over there. And they're like, God, you're being so weird about it. And it's like, because I don't want people being sick and dying. Ah! Anyway, uh, yeah, that is weird um, because I I feel you on the like, why aren't you in exactly the right place that you should be? There is an optimal place to be in a line where you have my
1: brain. Exactly. My brain, rather.
0: But okay, so as to me personally being in line for food, especially at a, a sporting event when it's just. C- cacophony, and there's people everywhere, and there's too many people everywhere. Um, I usually knew where the shortest lines were, based on my knowledge of the stadium and how many people were there and what was going on in the game. Um, and I also had the ability to kind of like sneak into certain areas and get things. So I had I had different abilities than most people.
1: Hmm? Hey, who was? Did you ever meet anybody famous? Yes um so the most famous person you met just the most you would consider the most famous you don't need to go into like a big story just tell me the most famous person you met
0: tim mcgraw and kenny chesney
1: who is more famous under your vote
0: currently i would say chesney because i think he tours more often and has a larger following i think tim mcgraw had more like every person like name recognition uh, mm-hmm. As far as like people not in the country music community, like Chesney's big enough that like he, he was married to Re- Renee Zellweger for a while, I think, um, and like he has good name recognition. But I think McGraw was like officially the bigger star at some point, so I knew his name before I knew Chesney's.
1: So did you fill out my Mad Lib?
0: Uh, most of it.
1: Okay. Do you need any more?
0: Um, I need I need a plural noun. Um, states. States. Mm-hmm. Adjective.
1: Um, fragrant.
0: Ooh, that's not how you spell that word. <laughs>
1: that's how you spell that part. word.
0: Um, plural noun and singular noun.
1: Um, plural noun is. Are they have to be the same noun? No. Oh, okay um aliens mm-hmm. and uh doom
0: doom is a noun okay yeah doom is a noun doom is a noun yeah
1: all right i have yours completed and i have yours completed uh, should i read yours first or do you want you to go first i want you to read go first all right seven years after the end of rush hour two James Carter is no longer a fire explorer, but a maker on the streets of Pine City. Lee is now the bodyguard for his friend Snackies. Lee is still upset with (laughs) Carter about an incident in Keepsake Cidery when Carter accidentally shot Lee's girlfriend, queso maker Isabella Molina, in the teeth. (laughs) During the world criminal court discussions, as Snackies addresses the importance to fight the Triad, he announces that he knows the empty of the Triad leadership. Known as. Suddenly, Snackies takes a hockey in the foot, disrupting the conference. <laughs> Lee pursues the assassin and corners him, discovering the assassin is his brother, Kenny Chesney. When Lee hesitates to shoot Kenny Chesney, Carter shows up forcing towards the two and partially tours Lee over, <laughs> allowing Kenny Chesney to es- escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god. All right. You have to do I'm...
1: mine in that movie trailer voice. Okay.
0: Hang on. Let me get the microphone a little closer to
1: Since we have these fancy mics, we should use them <laughs> like I did.
0: All right, so this is a job opening ad lib that I have. Java Taster. Union 32. Requisition ID 12345. Requirements. Tasters create a tower for customer tap wall deliverables. Using lightly jerk insight as as, as well as technical handles, they plan, pour, crank, analyze, review, and spend tap wall products with a focus on quality for customers. The following handles, skills, and abilities are highly local. A minimum 12 hours experience in configuration management, vending the functional and physical beers of both hardware and tapwall environments. A minimum of four days experience in systems poor, development nachos, change management, and the operation of cats. A minimum of four days' experience developing cats in Java, J2EE, RML, Teresa's developer, Tomato, including PL slash SQL. A minimum of four days' experience with the Quest operating systems and Sun FlaGargle hardware and TapWall, along with developing information, book, technical straws. Experience and or fulfillment familiarity in the following is also local. Building and developing N tier cats, developing development and deployment of huge applications, swing states and Apache Wicket. Familiarity with fragrant communications aliens. Excellent Doom Communications Aliens. Familiarity with Teresa's CDM methodology.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my word. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> I love that. I also love that uh that in 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 yours uh Snackies um yep Snackies knows that the le- the triad leadership is empty. Yep. Because he, his brother is Kenny Chesney.
0: I'm kind of sad because I put <laughs> wicket in at one point and all that really came up was Apache wicket.
1: But Apache Wicket, like, it's a code, right?
0: Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Swing states and Apache Wicket.
1: That's right. I got to nail down those swing swing states if I want that (laughs) job.
0: (laughs) Tasters create a tower for customer tap wall deliverables.
1: (laughs) A tap wall for customer deliverables. Yep. I feel like that one would have been better with, like, a, Hi, kids. (laughs) You want to create a hall for customer deliverable? Yeah,
0: see, I could do it in this voice, the, like, weird kind of depressionary news
1: guy. Seven years after the end of Rush Hour 2. Union 32, requisition ID 12345. I do have one more. Do you want to try to do it quick before the end? We got three minutes i don't think we have time yeah to we do we do we, do, we, we got do? it we got okay, it okay we can just, do this three minutes okay all right we'll do it fast fire you uh, just first, do mine first thought that comes to your head name a company uh karma karma credit card Female. female friend's name female friend's name jessica length of time 42 days 42 days yeah. uh plural noun butts occupation occupation drinker noun
0: compilation no, that's not a noun. Building. It is. It is. Okay.
1: Adjective. Describes a noun. Large. Uh, verb ending in an, I, an ed. An ed? Yep. Cranked. Plural noun. Bottles. Give me three adjectives. Um, Give me
0: three colors. Uh, red, blue, orange.
1: I took green, because that's the first one I type. Name a movie. Rush Hour 2. <laughs> Name a noun. Glass uh ending verb ing trending an animal plural cats length of time uh
0: 16 years
1: uh adjective um kingly that's an adverb i'm going to put kingish oh, kingish occupation yeah. uh king. king yeah plural noun kings yeah adjective enormous enormous adverb kingly yeah adverb
0: uh, another adverb. Yep. Um, lauded, not laudedly. aptly aptly, Yeah, sure.
1: Adjective. Describes a noun. God. Describe a noun. Uh, piggish. Plural noun. Pigs. Name a job. Uh, comedy writer. Name an job. Um, fiction writer. Name a verb that ends in I- e d.
0: Uh, quick 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 cranked not cranked I did cranked already we're doing um, it adjective yeah
1: uh, small, Describe the noun. small. Uh, give me a noun port give me another noun
0: um, starboard give me
1: another noun starboard give me an adjective meh meh all right you ready here we go Yeah. we just got dear karma Jessica worked for me as my assistant for 42 days I recommend her without butts for the drinker program. While working in compilation production, I often relied on Jessica to put together large presentations for which she described and cranked the artistic approach to the project, researching bottles and photographic green materials. Her creativity, resourcefulness, and ability to see a project through really made these presentations blue and orange. (laughs) <laughs> when we went into production on the feature film rush hour tool jessica was able to observe every glass of the process trending in on meetings and working with cats in all areas of the production from the moment of the production from the moment the production was in set emotion motion through the release of the film 167 years later during this time she was an kingish king often serving as my liaison to scattered kings of the crew. She also coordinated projects involving enormous people, and her ability to work kingly while guiding the project quickly and happily was piggish. (laughs) For example, when we suddenly needed to reconceive several action pigs that had already been storyboarded, Jessica quickly found a new storyboard comedy right on location and worked with him. The stunt coordinator and the fiction writer though several drafts, to make sure the new pigs worked, and then cranked with new kings from all departments, making sure everyone was up to date and the changes were relevant to them. She even cranked in a new to draw some small changes (laughs) herself. Jessica's sensitivity, port energy, and sense of butt made working with her (laughs) a starboard. I highly recommend her as a meh addition to the program. Sincerely, Aaron.
0: I still love that... uh she, she was his assistant for 47 <laughs> days, or 42 days, and the project <laughs> lasted for 167 years.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do you have a project that lasted 167 years? Feel free to shoot us an email, fans at travelbyproxy.com, or leave a Facebook, message, uh, Facebook comment on our Facebook page. Rather than a Twitter comment on our Facebook page, whatever. Sure.
0: Uh, the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jairus, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons attribution 3.0 license and can be found at
1: dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a look, look out, out, out your, your window. window.
0: That was a good one. Walking with you and your... Moving peace on and you're rearranging all the pieces that
1: you find Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces all the people that you love.